Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Feels Like Weezer, where we're discussing the uh, all all the tracks by Weezer uh, in chronological order, uh, from the Blue Album to oh, what was last? Uh, okay, Human or no? Yeah, 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 or, yeah. No, Van Weezer. Van Weezer. Van Weezer did come out. Yes, <laughs> they came out so close to each other. <laughs> That's true. They're like twin. They're almost like twins, yeah. and then the one twin gets to lord over the other mm-hmm. twin that it was born first. <laughs> That they were born first. I shouldn't call twins it. That's gross. I'm sorry. All right. What's your name, buddy? Yeah. Yeah, right. I am Eric Nash uh, from Almost Famous Minute. Yeah. And my name's Martin David Tapia. I'm a musician and amateur songwriter. And with us today, we have... Hi, I'm Nick. I'm uh, coming at you live from the beautiful Moorhead, Minnesota, and I'm happy to be here. Yeah. This is a good old returning guest. Nick, uh, from uh, This Is Such a Pity? This Is a Pity? Yep. This Is Such a Pity, yes. <laughs> Are you saying This Is Such a Pity that Nick is back? Because that's right. actually kind of mean. Eric. I'm the meanest, you know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's true. We're friends, man. No, uh, listen, Eric, <laughs> Eric may think it's such a pity, but I'm happy to have you here, Nick. Thanks for coming on the Thank show. You, Thank you, Martin. Yeah. Um, and today, uh, uh, Nick, uh, kind, I think he, we kind of threw some ideas at to him, and then he was pretty gung ho about this song. It's what we're the the song we're covering today is uh, Heart Songs from the Red Album that we've been doing for the past few episodes now. <laughs> um, it, it is track number four. And it sounds a little like this. Gordon Lightfoot sang a song about a boat that sank in the lake at the break of the morning. A cat named Stevens found a fish. Believing in Joan Baez I never listened to too much jazz But hippie songs could be good in a pad Eddie Rabbit sang about how much he loved a rainy night And the Devo Benatar were there the day John Lennon died So that was uh, a little bit of uh, heart songs there. Um, you know, Nick, since, especially since you're a returning guest, I, I I feel like just throwing to you, you know, getting getting your take on, and also like why this song is there? Is there certain reasons that I think you kind of I think you kind of selected out of the bunch? We said, hey, these are available. Yes. Um, yeah. Thank you for asking. So, I I, I actually do have a a pretty deep personal connection with the song heart songs and um not to not to make a make it a super long story but uh when i was very young about five or six years old you know as five or six year olds with uh parents who work do i uh, would go to daycare i'd get dropped off at daycare by my dad it'd be me and my brother and my dad and they'd he'd drop us off at at our daycare place and he was not a fan of the uh, music tr- uh, traditionally listened to by a lot of, you know, three to six year olds. <laughs> a huge fan of the wheels on the bus. And frankly, I understand that. 
So what my dad did is he made a playlist of music that he thought was that of like music that he liked that was also, you know, still fairly appropriate for, oh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. for like five to six year olds. And it was just a fantastic playlist. It had the Guns N' Roses cover of um, Knocking on Heaven's Door, had Gorillaz Feel Good Inc., um, Simon and Garfunkel, The Only Living Boy in New oh. York. It, it, I believe it did have Lose Yourself by Eminem, so you had to turn the volume down every five seconds on that one. But... <laughs> he, he'd just um, say bleep, bleep every... Yeah. 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 Or he'd just like start talking about something random during it. I, I don't quite recall on that. Yeah. But um, and the, one of the only Weezer song that, that was on that playlist was Heart Songs. And I don't, I don't exactly know oh. why Heart Songs was the song that was, that was there, but just that was my first ever interaction with Weezer was just heart songs wow cool and it's all just had like a really cool special place in my heart mm-hmm. sense i think it's a good choice do you think what songs do you think are more uh, appropriate for children than heart songs in weezer's catalog i mean maybe like island in the sun yeah that is more a kid mm-hmm. song okay that's a good one uh, just <laughs> i I'm, I'm not complaining i love i love heart songs it's a fantastic song no that sounds like your dad was uh uh doing great bass as fuck but uh <laughs> yeah that's a that's a yeah. good one i mean that's a it's like kind of a i would call this a deep cut right i think maybe was it a yeah was it a, it wasn't a single on the album no. no so yeah that's a that's a cool weezer fan dad uh <laughs> uh song to put on on the mix for uh, a young person yeah cool mm-hmm. Did you have any, when you were young, did you have any idea about any of the uh, artists that were name dropped? How young were you when you were listening to this mix? Oh man, I was like five to six years old. So I didn't like, um, I I didn't start putting together that, like, you know, what artists was doing, what, what artists was doing, what song. Like, I think I knew, I think I knew Feel Good Inc. Uh, Gorillas as like the Don't Stop, Get It, Get It song for years. <laughs> <laughs> For well, way too yeah. long. Okay. Well, that, and that's actually something I was definitely going to bring up, but I, I mean, since you just kind of did in a way, I think you know was the idea, like the idea of because because in the lyrics here, Rivers certainly goes into these the mentioning of these kind of being more like songs that were on the radio, not ones that he would specifically go and try and find at any one point or or like or, or play to him mm-hmm. like on a playlist, like like your like your dad for you, um, but. Mm-hmm. You know, and and when they are those songs, especially for me, I mean, I find like when I think back about oh those songs, and when I was like five to ten years old, that I'd hear on the radio, and I mean, yeah, there's there's these songs that I I still don't ha- have a great take on, you know, probably half of them, half of the ones I like the best, I think that are that are my possibly are my heart songs or something like that, that you know are. I, I do I do still have this missing information of who like who it really is and, and what the songs are about even so much and so forth, but they're just ones that are just in brain you know, ingrained in my head in my brain. Yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, so, so Martin, yeah, do you have then then do you have a take on initial take on this song? Uh I love it. It's a great hit song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah easy. <laughs> simple it's a it's an amazing song and i love it and it's uh i wanted to um i th- i was thinking about uh the troublemaker episode and how the lyrics to that song i think i described them i haven't listened back to that episode but i'm pretty sure i described them as loopy i feel like um this song makes more sense than troublemaker in a literal sense when you read the lyrics but that still the lyrics are a little bit loopy i feel like yeah um yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he certainly. Um, so one of the things I I feel like he he was doing he was he wasn't trying to just make a. So here's certainly one of my heart songs. I think would be um, even more even more than that. I think in in a way, but you know, it's not just radio. Not yeah, that's for sure. But um, Billy Joel's we didn't, we didn't start the fire. You know, where that's uh, that's very much this just straight list, except for in the choruses where, yeah, he there is that, you know, of course, it's chorus. It's going to be repetitive, but, you know, 
Yeah, like ha- we didn't having start a, the, he, yeah. he was having a point to make in, in the choruses, but otherwise it was just a straight, very chronological listing of, of things, um, of various things throughout his life. But, um, you know, so I think, you know, what Rivers does is kind of, you know, break, breaks it away from it being such a, such a straight list. And even though it's, it is very much chronological, I'm pretty sure I would say, you know, wouldn't you guys? Yeah, more or less. Yeah, understanding what yeah, what all so. the references are, you you then see the you see the 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 the, the time going forward throughout mm-hmm. most of it. I don't know. I'm not. Uh, I don't know enough about music to know if like oh. um, uh, if. I know it's pretty close to being chronological, but yeah. I don't know exactly yeah. about well, yeah, and actually, I, I, or whatever. Yeah, yeah something I on. grabbed is actually someone that you know. I think it might have been like on off of uh, song meanings, maybe or something. Songmeanings.com, where where someone actually had listed, you know, w- what the references are and their associated years, and and there's there's slight, slight just by year or so, you know mistakes in in a way not 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 really mistakes but you know well, yeah i wouldn't say mistakes but maybe discrepancies i understand order. yeah mm-hmm. yeah but you know it's 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 not i don't think that's that critical because when you it's 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 more based on when he would have um come come to you know hearing the song and be, becoming a fan of it becoming yeah getting having ingrained and so forth and also the song the song isn't called brain songs it's called heart songs yeah right oh so yeah it doesn't matter exactly when they came out because that's something for rivers brain to worry about but it's about the way that rivers feels about the song well see see, i am i am like spock i'm half vulcan and very logical and i'm gonna have to write a brain songs (laughs) for me I would love to hear yes. that song. I would that would make me so happy. <laughs> yeah. So one of the crazy things though that I think I saw a little bit, you know, people talking about is how he diverts a little bit at that at this one point with the metal bands. And he doesn't mm-hmm. actually talk about any songs by them, you know, he lists you know, he talks about Quiet Riot, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest and Slayer apparently, I think, right? Yep. Um but you know, those aren't his heart songs. I, I believe is what he's then saying. He says, "I got to admit, though, sometimes I would listen to the radio, and he get back to and he gets back to um, the other, the much more pop rock hits." Well, I think you are mostly right, but uh, my understanding is that there is a Quiet Riot song that may be called uh, "Bang Your Head." Okay, yeah, true. Um, I've That's never right. been like a super metal dude, so this is not my area of expertise. <laughs> Somebody, some uh, metal dude out there, uh, is, is probably uh, banging their head in uh, frustration, frustration because I don't know <laughs> the these songs. But uh, yeah, I think there is a song by Quiet Riot. But the other ones, you're right, are just uh, are just bands. Whereas I, I know um, I know the song you're talking about. Whether it's not it's by Quiet Riot, I don't know. <laughs> okay, That's for sure, yeah. Had um, <clears throat> I had always kind of taken that um, that particular yeah. section that you were talking about with the metal. I had always taken that as Rivers kind of talking about some of the, because I mean Rivers like early music, some of the early music that he made was like was metal, like a lot of oh, the yeah. stuff that he made when he sure. or a lot of the stuff, a lot of the stuff that he kind of talks about and influences. And I think that's one of the reasons he had a lot of fun making Van Weezer. And then, you know, he moved out to L.A. around Blue Album times. So he got introduced to, like, Velvet Underground, stuff like that. But I think in I think in that, at least in, in that particular section, I think he's t- he might be talking about, like, where kind of he's, like, what started to inspire him. Because, I mean, the first few songs he's talking about, there's not a lot of, like, personal language in it. But then he starts talking about how Quiet Riot got me started with the banging of my head and and iron maiden judas priest and slayer you know taught me how to shred i think that he's then taking it in a in kind of a personal sense which could you know start talking about he like his own musical journey in conjunction with what he listened to at the time or what he heard at the time yeah i think yeah. that's true and i think that brings us to um for a while i when i first heard this song um well not when i first heard it but when i was listening to it more for this uh podcast I was wondering if these, if the all the heart songs were actually, if this was a sincere take that all of these songs were actually uh, 
influences for him or things that he really liked. And I had some skepticism. But uh, like you said, with the uh, especially with the second verse, uh, these things line up like the like how he was uh, like played more metal riffs when he was younger, and then they line up with interviews like the history that we know from Weezer, and uh, it seems like uh, like pretty sincere all of the things except for the Debbie Gibson line, <laughs> which makes yeah. me uh, feel because. Uh, obviously, I don't know. I don't even know a lot about Debbie Gibson mm-hmm. or Tiffany, but I do know that Tiffany <laughs> sings. Uh, I think we're alone now. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah the, it's a good cover of that song. Yeah, it's yeah, great. right. Yeah, yeah. It goes back to the '60s, I believe. Um, I forget who that artist is that originally did it. Um, well, that I don't know either. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I've only, I mean, up until just like five years ago, I'd only ever heard. Tiffany's version. <laughs> I would almost say it's a superior version. Yeah. I I think I'd agree with you. I don't know. There's just something about the energy with the Tiffany cover. Mm-hmm. And uh, the original is by um, Tommy John and the oh, Shondells. Yeah. Uh, Tom, Tommy yeah. James. Yeah. James. Tommy James. Yeah. Dang it. Oh. He also, they also oh. do Crimson and Clover. That's a, yeah, right. That's a cool yeah, that's, song. That's a much yeah. bigger hit for them, I'm pretty sure. Um yeah, and, and that's and that's you know th- there's there's some of these for me personally that that he lists that he goes through the, the these the, the more pop ones um Debbie you know Debbie Gibson and like Pat Benatar and even Grover Washington I mean again it's 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 the artists that I don't I don't know them as well um I I probably I, I definitely I, I'm pretty sure I know some of their songs if not all of them all of these that are listed like the the, the the Grover Washington, the Justice Two of Us. Oh yes, of course. Yeah, I, you I would you song. would know probably I'm the hits. Just, I couldn't have told you that that was his name, you know, even today, <laughs> let alone when I was a kid myself sure. in, the, in the early eighties. Um, but but uh, Tiffany is definitely the one I <laughs> that was on. It was that was she, she was just more on my radar with that song, especially right. in, in the mall too. It was it was the classic eighties <laughs> in the mall scene kind of a video that was done for it. Hmm, um, I don't. I don't think I've ever seen that video. Oh but, yeah, uh, I've seen it. Yeah, good videos. Kind of a yeah. cool marketing strategy. I mean, to like you oh, know, yeah. get her out. Um, you know, and I mean, gosh, like there, there's the other one, uh, the Eddie Rabbit line. You know, I mean, like what is that? I mean, I had. I mean, I, I don't. You know, is, is that a cousin to Roger Rabbit or what? I mean, I don't know this, <laughs> but I know the song. I, lo- I love a rainy night. Is what what is what his line is referencing. That's like um, if Roger Rabbit got pregnant by Eddie Valiant yeah, and right. then yeah. had a had a cartoon, half cartoon, half human baby. Uh, that would be Eddie Rabbit. But yeah, I wouldn't know. I know the when you hear the just the phrase "I love a rainy night," like you know you've heard that song before. But I didn't know that it was by somebody named Eddie Rabbit. Same as you, Eric. Yeah, but uh, I just wanted to say the other thing that cast some doubt in my mind as to whether uh, the lyrics were 100% uh, sincere, and now I do think that they are, but is the the um, uh, Never Gonna Give You Up lyric, because that has come since this uh, <laughs> song uh, was released to uh, be like a troll song or whatever. It's, uh, you know, you, you rickroll the people with the, uh, with the Rick Astley but this, I think, did you guys uh, look this up? It seems like this uh, predates uh, Rick Rolling by some number of years. Hmm. So at the uh, yeah, time, I, in 2008, I, I think Rick Rolling wasn't even a thing. But I could be wrong on that. I didn't. It's, uh, it's pretty close, I think. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty yeah. sure Rick Rolling definitely, like, like really, like, right around 2010. It was definitely happening then. Um, but yeah, well, so maybe, it, maybe it was in the close. early days it, it of very close, yeah, of the Rickroll. Maybe uh, Rivers Cuomo was a Rickroll pioneer, potentially. Yeah, could be. <laughs> um, so uh, you know, I mean, we can always come back to certain other things. I mean, definitely, I have I have a take on one one thing, another thing from verse two. In a sense, it's I think it's pretty. I think I feel like it's important to, to mention. But we we you know. For to talk about the overall song, at least, um, you know, it then go, goes into what apparently is the bridge, 
<laughs> yeah, you can call it that. It's, sure. <laughs> it's, you know, it's it takes a really down downturn for a little for part of it <laughs> for the first part of it you know i mean he says back in 19, 19, 1991 i wasn't having any fun um and then it was you know him discovering via his roommate apparently maybe <laughs> um if if this is truthful as martin <laughs> seems to um wonder about here um a good bit uh you know it's it's uh discovering uh nirvana and and I mean the Nevermind album itself, and and uh, I would just, I would assume you know I would think that Smells Like Teen Spirit is is probably the co- you know he says I then I heard the chords I, I I wonder if there's if there could be any other one song on that that he would more want to gravitate towards as being what really woke him up or, or got him out of a funk in a sense, mm-hmm. um and and it just leads into and this throughout this the rest of this bridge is, is, uh, going into the early days of, of the, what, what we now know as Weezer, you know, mm-hmm. of, of what they became, what they did on their, on their first album, blue on the blue album. And, uh, yeah. And this bridge part adds yeah. more credence to the, uh, sincerity of the song, because yeah. we do know they t- it talks about, uh, playing their, uh, first rock show. And I think we do know that they only played a couple shows before Weezer was like signed to a, yeah to a record deal like almost immediately after they started playing out so that lines up wasn't, with reality wasn't their first wasn't like their first show with keanu reeves's band <laughs> oh dog star yeah dog star yeah. <laughs> i don't know but that, that's pretty cool yeah if it if it's true I, I mean i believe it i just don't know off the top of my I, head i thought i had heard that but i'm not 100 percent on the validity of that I think we, you should just say that you know for sure 100%. I'm also going to say that you're right. Yes. I hope it's true because that's cool. If, if it's not that, it's, I think there's an, there's another band at least with a very similar sounding name is, is what it is. It could be. but I'm, I, Speaking of bands... Right too. Speaking of bands with similar sounding names, when I was in high school, one of the first bands that I was ever in, we thought it would be funny to call ourselves Frogstar. <laughs> After Dog Star, because we also thought it was funny that Keanu Reeves was uh, was in a band at that time. <laughs> it was the '90s. It was a different era, you know. I have never listened to Dog Star. Is Dog Star like? What's what are your opinions on Dog Star? <laughs> um, the, I haven't listened to Dog Star since the '90s, but uh, my memory is that it's. Uh, I don't want to diss Keanu, but it's not bad, but unremarkable. Just like unremarkable, uh, middle of the road kind of music. I do remember some reports that I read of people um, just like throwing weird things up onto the stage to try to make Keanu make a confused face, and I always thought that was <laughs> that was a really funny thing. Like they bring really- something random, like a desk lamp or something, and just like put it on the on the stage and. <laughs> <laughs> Just try, try to make Keanu react. I don't know if that's true either, but I'm going to say that 100% it is. <laughs> I hope that is. That's too funny. <laughs> okay. So that's a... Where, where do, how do we get to this tangent? And how do we get back, Eric? Please, oh, well, Eric, well, bring um, us back. So, well, the other, the other kind of thing I was kind of hitting at there was... So at the end of the second verse... Um, you know, and I, I think this plays a bit again into, you know, it, it's interesting that it's that it's okay. It's just these first two verses that go through a lot of these songs, these 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 heart songs that he's talking about, and just like these last two or three artists, bands, songs, what have you, that he goes over are much more on the um, uh, hip hop and R B R B side, um, wishing well, and it takes two, and and um, apparently possibly this one person said i think i can beat mike tyson for you know by dj jazzy jeff and fresh prince um is possibly what the i guess the uh the the um start fresh prince starts a starts fight. a fight oh i thought that was Might just a right. reference to the theme song to the theme song. yeah to the fresh prince of bel-air yeah but uh, i yeah, like that i've never yeah. heard i think i can yeah, I what's it called either. i think i can beat mike tyson yes well, I, I'm going to listen to that later, but that's yeah. a, that's a cooler reference, and I hope that it is the one that's, uh, that the song is referenced, that Heart Songs is referencing. 
Um, but, but I kind of bring this up because of what we the the the, the big you know the, the big uh, single from Blue is Buddy Holly, and you know he starts it with the lyrics of home, saying "Homies, this is my girl." <laughs> what's it? You know. Um, yeah. What's uh, with that? Well, I mean, I, I you know, I mean, I, I think it's just, I think there's just an interesting thing there that you know he it's not all this you know grungy rock alternative you know you know scene for him you know he he does incorporate from so much and 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 you know he's a more worldly man i think is i think is i think might be his attitude than uh than uh what what he was used to hearing there with with say the metal scene or or even the early the, the grunge scene yeah and for sure we know that um rivers has always had an abiding uh uh affinity for mm-hmm. uh rap and hip hop from the beginning of uh Weezer at least I don't know yeah. how early on in his life he got into that stuff but it's always been it's always been kicking around there in the background and then sometimes more in the foreground too <laughs> Yeah um there there's probably one other thing besides just a general kind of question I, th- I was thinking I might throw to you guys and maybe you were thinking of throwing to me but um uh too uh is um uh the the one uh uh song that I would definitely want to uh point people to because especially because of the uh uh Bruce Springsteen and it's hungry heart you know is is, is very pretty clearly you know indicated there that, that I think that's the you know that's the song there that uh he's talking about uh Mr. Springsteen said he had a hungry heart. Um, there is a a group, a a band, a, a apparently they're kind of uh, hip hop as well. I haven't really listened to much else by them. Um, uh, Brand Van Three Thousand, and they have a song that I'm aware of that I got on like a compilation disc, got you know from a magazine way back in the early aughts, I believe, uh, called Speed. And I think that's appropriate considering what 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 at least a. a bulk of the song goes into and i it is it is pretty much i guess i would say it is kind of wrapped uh not sung um where the 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 artist the 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 rapper he again it's it's somewhat list like but it's not fully it's there are these little derivations in a sense maybe um but 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 a bit closer to a list than than this is um, more like the uh, the uh, we didn't start the fire, but where he where he goes through and, and, and says like a, a ton of different uh, uh, Springsteen song titles, <laughs> you know, and something of a more uh, you know narrative or uh, uh, sentence sentence sentences format, you know. Whenever, whenever a verb is used in the, in a, you know, as a, as part of a song title, he actually makes it work in a sense. Okay. Makes sentences out out of a lot of different so song titles. Do you know that of, of Springsteen's? Did you say the name of this song already? Speed. Oh, Speed so yeah, is. Out. I thought that was the name of the album. Okay, the name of the song is Speed by yeah. Brand Van Three Thousand. Three Thousand. Yes. That sounds cool. I'm gonna check yeah. it out. It's a fun song. I'm have to it out of Besides just that, you know what? This actually brings me to a, a little. Um, this is sort of a show. The podcast uh, uh, feels like Weezer business. Yeah. I wanted to uh, maybe bring in a new segment, <laughs> even though it would probably mean me having to write a new theme song, which I'm making more work for myself, and I don't yeah. like that. But uh, yeah, I think I think we should maybe recommend a song. That maybe the song that we're covering reminds us of. Can we do recommendations from <laughs> yeah. now on, Eric? Sure. Yeah, I think this is. I think this is fun. I actually don't have one for this song, but uh, <laughs> maybe I'll think of it in the rest of the episode or in the time that we have left. But yeah, that's cool. I like. I like hearing recommendations when I'm listening to podcasts. I like to hear uh, people <laughs> recommend things to me, and I usually like to pull on those uh, strings and see what see what. Uh, podcast hosts like to listen to mm-hmm. see if their their tastes line up with my tastes and judge them accordingly <laughs> um so uh uh nick uh i mean i i would kind of 
hope you you have some more any any more thoughts some more thoughts there um yeah i mean uh just kind of going going way back to the just talking about the the bridge section in air quotes um just i mean that's just uh like musically just like with the instrumentation that they choose it just probably one of my favorite parts of the entire song i mean it just kind of you know starts kind of yeah like slowly chugging with, with just bass and then it gets into some minimal drums and some guitar and, the, and then it, and then it goes into like some some orchestra and just has has that go to the background and it's just like a and then you know when it gets done with it and it goes back into the into the into the chorus and like you know these are my heart songs just like it's it's really climactic i just feel like it was such a in that in that like instance it was such a really cool like climax and i felt like the payoff like musically was, was definitely there like that's yeah. just a portion of the song that I'm really liking. 100%. I agree with everything that you just said. There's nothing more I can add. <laughs> yeah. Eric, you, uh, yeah. you hate, are you trying to say you hate the bridge? Yeah. I, no. I noticed you're not chiming no. in. You hate it. Wow. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like I like a lot of the music uh, for this song as well. The, 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 the choices being made and so forth. And, and there's even like at the end of the first time we hear the chorus with the you know the the last line these are the songs i keep singing uh i i i wondered about there if anyone else had a had a take on what we're hearing there what that i think that's trying to mimic pay homage what have you to there's there's a little bit of a synthy bleep bloops you know kind of sounds there you know and, and, and i'm pretty sure that's the only time it happens i don't think it happens hmm. again that's um, interesting. But, but, but should anyone out there in Listenerland, if 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 uh, Nick or Martin don't have a take on it, don't I've actually never noticed. Is. Yeah, yeah, I've never noticed the bleep loops there. I'm gonna yeah. uh, have to give it another listen. They sure remind me of something, but I just don't know what. Mm. <laughs> it's one of those. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I can't. I yeah. can't think of what it, of what it reminds me of. Mm-hmm. But now, now you got me thinking. Mm-hmm. Oh man, no, it's a cool little bit, little bit added in there though. There are some cool uh, production, uh, like little details that I noticed. Uh, we'll get to it when we go to the uh, left channel, right channel uh, <laughs> section. So yeah, that's a it's a teaser for for an upcoming <laughs> section of the podcast. But yeah, I think I said everything that I really wanted to say about uh, uh, heart songs about the song um, in general. Well, well, since you did, did since you did put forward the idea of uh, recommendations, I mean, I guess I kind of did the one already, but I do have the other that 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 uh, was related to the uh, something we have to talk about every time, Beatles. <laughs> so there mm-hmm. is, you know, there is the line Abba, Devo, and Benatar were there the day John Lennon died. So there's this uh, great uh, Paul Simon song called "Late Great Johnny Ace," which. You know, while it has a little bit of the American Pie stuff, you know, which is the uh, which uh, uh, you know talks about uh, uh, Richie Valens, Big Bopper, and um, um, oh crap, I can't remember the third guy. Uh, uh, th- three big rock stars of the day of the of the Buddy Holly. late late fifties. Oh yeah, Buddy Holly, of course, yeah. yes, <laughs> the, the biggest of the three. Um, <laughs> sure. Um, uh, when they, when they died on a plane, um, but nonetheless, very snowy, very bad weather, and and uh, but um, uh, so but this this song by Paul Simon that came out in the early '80s, just a year or two after uh, John Lennon uh, died, um, you know, certainly definitely uh, references that as well. You know, the John Lennon being killed as well. All right, cool. And, uh, I actually am not familiar with that song, but I do generally uh, like Paul Simon, mostly. Mm-hmm. So I'll give that a listen. Uh, so yeah, Nick, back to you again. Is there anything else that you'd like to um, have a take on? Oh uh, yeah, just one more thing. Uh, I mean, as we all know, um, quarantine ended up with everyone having a lot of uh, free time on their hands. So I, um, at one point, like last spring took a few hours and I just, I wrote down all the artists that were in heart songs and I just kind of went through and, and oh, listened good. to a couple songs from each, from each of them. Like, and it, it was, 
it was interesting. It was really interesting because that's, you know, when you put it all, when you put it all out there and you listen to stuff by, when you listen to the specific songs or artists he's talking about, it's, it's eclectic. It's, it's got a range to it. And it's, it was just kind of really interesting to think that, to kind of look at it through River's perspective of like, this is some of the stuff that he either liked or just put in the song kind of, that's our, I mean, that's Martin's argument about the level of sincerity, but it was, it was really kind of a cool exercise. And I mean, I know that like most people probably would not dedicate like the three hours to that, but it is kind of a cool, it is kind of a cool dive. Yeah, I like it. Um, maybe, uh, well, I don't know. We're, we already are covering this song for the show. I'm probably never going to listen to it again. But uh, if, <laughs> if I do, no, I will listen to this song all the time. I love it. Um, but yeah, that's a cool idea. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll follow in your pioneering footsteps uh, and make myself a playlist. There's a, there are a lot of artists that I would only know like the hit songs. So like any, um, any like B sides or like lesser known tracks might be interesting to listen to for, uh, say Gordon Lightfoot. I don't know what a Gordon Lightfoot song would sound like. (laughs) Yeah, that was, uh, that was one of my favorites from there. Actually, he's got a lot of good stuff. Um, uh, the one last thing I can I I, I kind of had the back of my head to, to act, I, I referenced earlier I think even the two, uh, and I think maybe just limited to just one. If if each of you want would like to give, like what maybe maybe one of your or or maybe you could consider it your top heart song, personally. Oh boy, you know, not not from the song you personally. Got it. Like just a, just an all time favorite yeah. song. I mean, or like... I mean, it's not it's not that it's a favorite, but it's it's one that is like these songs that you would hear on, mm-hmm. say, the radio. You know, it's, it's it's one that you, you know, it's not one that you now think is wonderful. I mean, but it's you 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 got attached to it as a kid, and it just has stayed with you for the longest time. Now, now you cannot do Billy Joel's for the longest time. <laughs> okay, because that was going to be mine, but you you took it away from me. That's okay. That's fair because that's not that's just a joke answer. That's not my real answer. All right, I'm going to go first and give you a second to think about it. Okay, Nick. Thank you, Martin. Um, and I'm going to say, uh, "Particle Man" by They Might Be Giants is my number one heart song. That's a song that I heard when I was pretty young, and I still think it slaps to this day. If I hear it, I'm I'm happy to hear it. And it's it's a good song. It's a song that if you are a parent, you could put on for your kid on a mix of uh, of songs that might not drive you crazy. Um, but it's <laughs> but it would still be like fun. It's actually almost a child song. Oh yeah. Oh. But um, and I mean I you know, and it was only after that came out sometime sometime after when they kind of started doing more <laughs> definitely these yeah they actually they, they put out towards children yeah truly they started doing that like yeah. 20 years later and they say that there is no difference i don't want to get too into they might be giants because i'm a huge they might be giants fan but they say in interviews that um the, the only difference between their children's music and their music uh, for adults, and you can't see me, but I'm doing little air quotes, is that uh, is the music for adults um, has a, uh, what is it? It's, it's more about death. They just, yeah. uh, they mention death a lot in, in the lyrics to their music. So they don't, they try not to put that, uh, that sort of anxiety about death on, on children. So they don't put that in their children's music, but they put it in their uh in their other music their their music for adults so little trivia about they might be giants i hope i have vamped long enough nick for you to uh have thought of a heart song that you're comfortable saying over the podcast airwaves thank you yeah no it was it was very hard because a lot of the songs that i denote as my favorite songs have been relatively recent additions but um I think I got to go with, um, uh, it's a bit of an older one, but um, Dancing in the Moonlight, King Harvest. I put that one, I, I think I put that one as one. I, you know, that's just a never skip, always, you know, puts a smile on my face kind of song. It just got, just been hearing it for just years. It always kept kind of a, 
you know, place where it's like, oh, yeah, this is dancing in the moonlight, even from, you know, a pretty young age. All right. I'm. Is oh. that the, the song that I think it is? Like the the radio hit Dancing in the Moonlight or is uh, King Harvest? That might have been the. That might have been the 2001 cover okay. by Top Loader, but I mean, both versions are great, but the original like 1970s one is just a weird, like, it's a weird kind of like disco. It's like disco, but not disco at all. It's just, it's, it's, it's a good song. It's just a good song. I hey, highly recommend you listen to it if you haven't. It's your heart song. Uh-huh. I'd put it there. Yeah. And it never feels wrong. Never. <laughs> okay, good. I like it. Um, that's a, I mean, there are no wrong answers, obviously. And I think, uh, that brings us to you, Eric. Do you have a, a, an oh. answer to this question? Well, I mean, in a way, I, th- I feel like we've already answered it a little bit with my enough of, a of a referencing, <laughs> uh, him, th- him throughout uh, this episode so far. Um, Billy Joel, I mean, it's gotta be something by him. I mean, it's, you know, probably, probably Uptown Girl, I think. It, it, that that's it's just it's pretty special uh you know yeah. again with with nick with your reference you know talking about it at the very beginning with of your dad it's definitely one that might like my dad kind of helped me you know he, he pointed me towards hey this is a really good song you know and and the thing and the thing is is that, is that for me i mean billy joel isn't that much of a radio thing for me but it's just you know I, I, I think I at a decent enough early age at that 10 ish or so is when I started listening to my dad's very, very new. I mean, when he first got them, uh, CDs in the mid eighties, um, you know, prior to that, he, he definitely had uh, vinyl, um, that he would play on his entertainment center system, uh, stereo system. Um, you know, not not very often, but you know, I mean, the only the only really time I, I really really remember before before that before I was ten and I started, you know, utilizing his his equipment, his uh, you know, C, you know, new brand new CD player and and CD a few CDs that he got, and that was you know the greatest the greatest hits Billy Joel volumes one and two were were high in that list that I I really dug into and but um was uh just uh you know, f- five at least years before that, you know, just hearing Sergeant Pepper being played, you know, in the background while I, while I just like marveled at it, you know, itself, but that, that, but that's the whole album, or at least, at least the first three or four tracks on it are, are what stick out in my head the most. On Sergeant Pepper, are you saying? Yeah. No, but, I like but, it. I like hearing but, about Eric's heart songs. Oh yeah. Those are good. Those are really good tracks. Yeah. And, uh, I'm going to come out, um, <laughs> In favor of uh, Billy Joel's Greatest Hits, uh, Volume Two, I think is the one. If you have to pick one, that's got that's got uh, Uptown Girl on it, right? They go chronologically, I think. Yeah, but hmm, I'm pretty sure Uptown Girl might be at the very end of Volume One. Oh, maybe. So okay. Volume Two that has um, so that was the other one I was kind of thinking about actually like a day or so ago, and I was kind of thinking of this question. I was wondering if you guys might throw it back to me as well. Uh, it would would have been um, the other one there in that Volume Two near the beginning is um, it's still rock and roll to me. Yeah, is that's a good song. Always, yeah, yeah, really, really. I like them. I like all the Joel hits. Yeah, yeah, it's hard not to not not to like all the Joel hits. You know. Yeah, who doesn't like the Joel hits? What kind of monster out uh, there? Yeah, I've I've come across those monsters. <laughs> so have I. I know that I know who they are, and they know who they are. <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. Yeah. But yeah, I I think I think you're right. I agree with Nick that uh, when you were saying heart songs, like, or I was thinking of my favorite songs, and I I started wanting to mm-hmm. say songs that are more recent. Yeah. Um. Because to my mm-hmm. taste, I normally like to listen to something that I have not heard before. I'm not the kind of person that normally goes back and uh, listens to songs that I'm super, super familiar over and over again. Well, um, the thing the thing is, is with 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 what he goes over, it, it is spanning a, a bit over ten years. So I mean, you know, for for me, you know, like I mean, say from age five to fifteen, I mean that that certainly would expanded a bit and I, I feel like I could go you know kind of more towards you know I mean essentially essentially you know Nirvana and Weezer being a couple of the biggest there in the early mid 90s um, that uh, 
that so i mean my 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 heart song that i feel like we could be the the, the most heart song of weezers is what i also often go back to and say is my favorite my favorite from blue that's for sure my favorite which is my favorite album anyway um uh uh is only in dreams but yeah that's a that's a good one and then i was that that would very much be like you know when he's getting into the the late 80s here in, in a lot of these i was truly hoping that somebody would say that their heart song was heart songs by weezer <laughs> because that would tie it also into the well, last line of the song which is this is the song mm-hmm. which i think is a big swing for a yeah. song like this that this one's gonna be in the pantheon with all of these uh classic songs and artists that are mentioned um but I'd say it is definitely on the list for yeah. me. Like, a, yeah, like if I had stars. to make a list of hard songs, oh, it'd be, it, it would be 100% on that list. Yeah, I, it's high up in my, uh, I mean, when we get to the ratings, you all will know that when I put a number on it. But yeah, I love this song. I mean, it's a great song. I just, I didn't, it didn't, uh, I've talked about this before on the show, Nick, but you might not know. Like in 2008, I just wasn't interested in Weezer. Uh I had listened to like the early albums and then I kind of fell off as a fan and then I came back to them later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I think that's kind of common for a lot of uh, a lot of people. But it's cool that you wow. you heard this one when you were young. Yeah, and, and you know, there's a certain degree of retrospect like you were talking about like earlier where it's not like like it's it's like even from the time it's not pork and beans like it's like the fourth track on the album like it wasn't a single it's 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 kind of a deep cut you know yeah this might well i don't want to say but this might be my favorite song on the album maybe not i don't know really okay that's interesting i don't know maybe i have to think about it more we'll talk about it in a few episodes when we when we uh rank the songs in a few minutes. In a few in a yeah. few minutes, yes. Yeah. Um, so if there's nothing else as far as really uh heavily relating. I, I've said my piece. Yeah. Yeah, I believe I've said mine too. Alright, let's move on to our first segment, Eric, the left channel, right channel report. Yeah. Left channel, right channel, left channel, right channel. Uh, so what I found uh, was, I mean, just it was just slight, pretty slight. I, I feel like, you know, in, in in the right, that some of the some of the not quite normal things. I, I feel like you know that, that were just a little bit louder. It wasn't full a full pan, but but it was just. A little bit more emphasis, I think, on the right uh, for for you know some of the instrumentation and, and singing, maybe even the singing. I feel like, if I remember right, yeah, maybe so. Or, Here's yeah. what I noticed. Yeah, I um, yeah. I teased this a little bit earlier, but I listened to. Uh, I've been listening to, for the last few episodes to uh, some YouTube videos of uh, these Red Album songs. Uh, no middle channel. I don't know who makes these videos <laughs> but um yeah then it uh basically takes out most of the vocals i guess are kind of in the yeah. the middle channel and yeah, then yeah. I, you hear some of the uh the backing vocals and on this one there are um i think it's in like the ends of the verses there are whispered vocals and i thought that was like oh. a really weird um kind of fun production uh detail that i've never noticed until i listened to it uh with this different mix so that's kind of cool it's not i don't think it's uh in the left channel or right channel more it's just something that i thought i would put into this little section but that's all that's all i have to say and move on to the next segment which is eric there is a song and that's a fact now tell me So um, yeah, I I in my normal place I did not find any 
uh, covers having been done, uh, officially released by anyone. Um, so, but then uh, I go and look on on, on YouTube, really mainly is. Uh, and this is all I, I do for covers too. I just I, I just type in yeah the Heart Songs covers Weezer, YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, even and there, I mean, some something about this song is like pushing people away from covering, wanting to cover it, covering it. Yeah, maybe you know? so because I didn't find a lot either, but I found one that I liked. Did you? Yeah. Uh, did you find one that you liked? Maybe. Uh, maybe I just didn't listen to it and listen, you know, search around enough. Yeah, so I, I, I really, I usually just. Anything. Yeah, I just usually click on the first few and okay. listen to them. But uh, YouTuber uh, Momo Morimoto, who um, I believe is a, uh, uh, I don't, it's, I think, I believe it's a Japanese person. I have stupid uh, Western sensibilities, and I don't always know the difference between uh some of these uh, Asian languages. But I think I can, I think I could recognize that it was Japanese. Um from some of the other covers that this person did. But uh, I would recommend that. It's kind of a bedroom recording. Um, it seems like the the person uh, singing and playing the instruments was probably doing it all themselves. And uh, I thought it was cool. It reminded me of some, uh, some of like the uh, Japanese stuff like that came out in the early 2000s that I used to like, like a... Uh, the Cornelius stuff. I don't know if you guys are oh, yeah. to that. I like Cornelius. Yeah, it had like a that kind of quality and like production quality, and then like uh, so these sort of breathy vocals that uh, I think some of that stuff and like hmm. uh, what's the um, like Cornelius's girlfriend? I don't know how into that kind of music you were Eric at that time, but uh, girlfriend. Yeah, I'm not worried. Yeah, like Takako Minakawa. I don't. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I'm saying that right even. But uh, yeah, I thought that was cool. Momo Morimoto, YouTuber. Um, I would say check out that person if you're interested mm-hmm. in listening to a cover of Heart Songs. And let's move ourselves forward into the future and ask the question that's on everybody's mind. Is this song on Rocksmith? We're gonna find out. Uh, uh, yeah, unfortunately, no. Oh, sad. Um, and I even just did a double quick double check. I'll probably actually do this from now on. Just I mean, it's just so easy just to go on to the site real quick. Um, now, now the big, the biggest, craziest news just lately for Rocksmith though is is that the uh, apparently like the original version, like the 2011 version, I guess, just right now, as as far so far, has actually apparently been just as of today. This people could find out when we're recording this then. Um, uh, uh, has been removed from Steam apparently, uh, apparently all in preparation for Rocksmith Plus. Oh my goodness! Out with the old, in with the new. Come out next year, and even as of hearing this, you should be hearing it at the very end of this year that we're in, twenty twenty one, possibly. So be on the lookout, listeners, yeah. for Rocksmith Plus. I guess we're and shilling knows, for this maybe video. Maybe a ton, game. a ton more Weezer songs. If people there want to, apparently, apparently the users will be able to more easily, or I mean, you know, more more officially through through the service in a sense that they have to subscribe to, and you don't just pay one time for. Um, and no more DLC, no more you know buying DLC, but rather just a big library that. Uh, but that, that apparently users will be able to help uh, contribute to. Yeah, and it seems like with uh, like playing these songs on the actual guitar, I don't think I've actually tried to play any of the Red Album songs, but uh, yeah. a lot of them seem challenging. Like especially, um, well, I don't know. They just they have like uh, weird uh, structures. This one has kind of a uh, when I think of the traditional like Weezer sound, I think of more like uh, power chords or just like straight up major yeah. and minor chords. And this one kind of has like jazzy chords that I don't know what exactly they are because I'm not a uh, jazz guitarist. Music. I'm not a jazz guitarist, sadly. You're but, no uh, Django, Reinhardt. <laughs> I do usually only play with two fingers, but uh, <laughs> yeah. that's because I'm just bad at playing guitar. <laughs> yeah, so that, that'll that be a challenge if anybody ever puts heart songs on, uh, 
on Rocksmith. I feel like it's a challenging one. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, uh, uh, just to try to make sure I get this in here, I, I want to possibly, you know, have you do a little more work, Martin, of, of, uh, of a whole other uh, section that we could start wow. doing. Maybe. Okay, yeah, <laughs> because um, I'm up for uh, it. One of our one of our listeners and actually very uh, pr- fairly uh, talkative in the uh, in the uh, group on Facebook, our, uh, feels like Weezer's Listener Society, uh, Mr. Uh, Jeff Hamill. Uh, something he did about just right about a month ago now, as of recording again, um, is that he put up the uh, uh, AV Club, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, the their <laughs> um, ranking of all of what they consider the main set of songs. I mean, we're going a bit past that with what we're doing here, but 205 Weezer songs, they they put all 205 in order. And okay. so I want to mention that this one they put at number 162 out of the 205. So in the latter half, unfortunately, I think is a, you know, I would we certainly put haven't it... been through all the songs yet ourselves. So, but that's true. I would probably yeah. put it significantly yeah. higher. Yeah. I definitely spent, a, I, I was actually, I, <laughs> I, I read this article the day it came out. I read this AV Club article. Same. And I I yeah, I um I agree with with a fair portion of it. Um I do think Can't Stop Partying is probably the worst Weezer song ever made. But I mean Spoilers. But I mean <laughs> I got two hundred and whatever other songs to go off of, but man, it other stuff I just I'm shaking my fist at the A V Club on some on some of these. Heart songs being one of them. Yeah, well, this is the po- this is the point of this uh, this kind of uh, article is just to stir the pot and to get people who are interested in these things talking, and it's working. Look at look at us right now. <laughs> You're totally right. But I would I know for a fact it just blew up. And then here's another thing: is that if heart song, if, if heart songs, if if can't stop partying is the worst uh, Weezer song. That's like not so bad. That's I like all Weezer songs. So that's it's still it's still a song that that's I like. True. You can listen to that song ironically and enjoy it. I would never listen to a song ironically. Oh. <laughs> okay, so, so maybe we'll have a new segment where we mention this one AV Club article every episode from now on. <laughs> it's possible. Look at you know, be a, keep an ear out listeners. See if it comes true. All right, and then we've got one more segment, no? I believe so, yeah. Well, one more regular segment, and that is ratings. Ra 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 ratings. We decide what we think about a song, and then ra 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 ratings. Assign a corresponding number between zero and ten. Ra 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 ratings. And this is where we write the song. Uh, on a scale from zero to ten, zero being the worst, ten being the best. Nick, you've been on the show before. You're an old hat to the rating segment. Uh, do you have in your mind right now a rating that you'd like to give us for this song? Yes, I do. Um, so I know. So I mean, I told like the whole story about heart song. So it's it's pretty clear that to a really substantial degree, I'm biased towards loving this song. But I mean, I just think it's a fantastic song, so I I put it at a nine, nine out of ten. Yeah, I love it. Mm, feels good. That rating feels real good to me. Feels good, Ink. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. In the don't stop, get it, get it song. <laughs> they should add a pr- parenthetical to that title and yeah. call it feel good, Ink. Parentheses, don't stop, get it, get exactly. All right, and uh, I'm gonna go. Ne- I'm not gonna make yeah. you go next, Eric. I'm gonna go next. Mm-hmm. I give I give it a ten out of ten. It's a great song. I love it. It's one of my favorite Weezer songs. Uh, so I will give Heart Songs. Um, an eight point eight. Yeah, that's yeah. a right. <laughs> that's a great nice and yeah, great rating as well. Beautiful, beautiful rating. And here's, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I think I've done this before, Eric. Can you average out all of our ratings oh, yeah. right now? I love this. It I is think... a, it, it, it's at a 9.26 with the six repeating. 
Oh, and you know how I love a repeating six, too. This comes up often. Well, repeating something comes up a lot, but yeah. (laughs) As far as I know, I'm repeating almost everything I say every episode because I have a memory like a goldfish. So, Uh, Yeah. All right. Great. Wow. We we all uh, gave our ratings, and they were all valid and good. So let's close up the ratings segment. And um, let's, uh, we don't have any more segments, but we can all talk about uh, if there's anywhere that we like where people can find us uh, on the internet. If we have anything to promote, now I guess would be the time. Do we want to start with Nick doing this? Yeah, sure. Uh, sure, I can, I can go first. Um, I, I, um, contrary to the This Is Such a Pity um, video, I actually do have some stuff that I'd to promote. Um, um, myself and a few of my friends are forming a band here on more here in on the campus and we're still kind of getting it going but i mean keep your keep your eyes to the or keep your ears to the you know cultural zeitgeist for any mute hot new music coming out of moorhead minnesota and might be us you never know it's the next seattle it's the it's yeah that's what they're saying they're saying Moorhead's the next seattle (laughs) um and um after that, um, myself and another friend are actually uh, creating our own podcast okay, where we are taking an artist and we're uh, and we're each giving a list of handpicked songs that we would like that artist to hypothetically cover and what they could do. Like, for example, what would happen if the Beatles covered Telescope by Cage the Elephant? <laughs> and, what, and what we yeah, think like okay. that. Yeah. Oh. And so yeah, that should be that should actually be coming out pretty soon. The podcast is called um, Clear Cut and Covered, and I have no clue what platform it'll be on. But again, keep your keep your ears to the ground. It might be there. Well, the, the, the best one, all of them, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, and then you your band uh, doesn't have a name yet, or I don't think you mentioned. Um, there, well, there's a working, the working name right now is Paradise with a question mark. It's it's not like the full phrase, just like Paradise? Yeah. That's a good name. That's a good band name. I like it. Thank you very much. But as, as we know, yeah, uh, band names can change easily in a second. Band names can change. You can go from, what was it, 60 wrong, uh, 60 wrong sausages to Weezer to Goat Punishment and back to Weezer. Exactly. All right, and uh, yeah, I've been Martin David Tapia. I wrote the theme song music in the beginning and then the uh, little uh, songs for the segments. If you like that sort of sound, you can listen to more of my music. Uh, I'm going to talk about a band that I'm in that's a sea creature-themed band. It's called Bitchin' Seahorse. That's B-I-T-C-H-E-N, like kitchen, S-E-A-H-O-R-S-E. Uh, you can listen to it at bandcap.com slash bitch and seahorse. That is a great band name. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and I've been uh, Eric Nash. Uh, you know, I mentioned Almost Famous at the top. That's, uh, you know, uh, that show and this one right here are both on pantheonpodcast.com. Definitely go check out a lot of great other uh, music-related podcasts uh, uh, there on our network that we're on that we love to be on. Um, and, uh, you know, Hey, just, uh, maybe just, I already mentioned the, the Facebook group that we have for the show, uh, facebook.com slash, uh, feels like Weezer is our page. You can go there and like that and, and, and get notified, hopefully, uh, a fair amount, maybe not every time, but sometimes at least, <laughs> um, with Facebook's good old alg- algorithms. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also on Twitter at feels like Weezer. Um, and, uh, I'll just give out my own little, uh, personal, uh, Twitter hand, Twitter handle and Instagram, both, uh, uh, Twitter, well, actually Twitter is lucky mustard for my uh, personal. Um, and then, uh, on Instagram, just to add an ING to that at lucky mustard Dean. Oh, you know, um, I, every yeah. time I've heard this, I thought you were saying less, uh, lucky mustard in like E E N oh, like Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I always yeah. wondered what a what a mustardine was, <laughs> but uh, now I hear it's mustard ing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Check that out, listeners. And then um, the you already said the feels like Weezer Listener Society or no? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, check that out too if you ever feel like it. 
Yeah. So uh, yeah, you know, enough, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Another another podcast in the bag. We I think we did a great job talking about this song. I'm gonna say that um, if there is ever a podcast that is about heart podcasts, I hope. Oh, not I hope. I definitely am gonna say that this is the podcast because I want to make a big swing. The way that Rivers Kiyomo made a big swing at the end of Heart Songs saying this is the song. I'm saying this is the podcast. This is the one that's going to uh, rocket us into the uh, podcasting stratosphere, Eric. And now I'm, you can't see me, but I'm doing a dab. I don't know why. So, yeah, that'll end it. I, I dabbed on them, right? That's a good way to end a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and thanks so much, uh, Nick, for getting back on a second time. Always a delight. Hopefully some more thank down the road. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you guys so yeah, much. Thank you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.